I'm Kathleen Anderson, part skeptic, part believer, and your host of The Eclipse. Welcome to my podcast, where I dive into the unknown, seeking truth and hope with a healthy dose of skepticism and humor. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 15 of The Eclipse. We are so thankful that you have stuck with us, and we hope that you have enjoyed the episodes, and we look forward to bringing you more next year. Before I forget, please remember to follow us on as many platforms as possible. Your support helps us continue on and spread our podcasts far and wide, so we definitely appreciate it. You can find us on Spotify and on my Substack titled The Sweet Struggle. We are also on Twitter at at the Eclipse Pod and Instagram and Facebook. On Instagram, we are the Eclipse Podcast, all one word, and on Facebook, we are the Eclipse. In today's episode, I'm going to touch on some recent alleged UFO activity in none other than the skies over Ukraine. So before I get into the UFO aspect of this, I have to just kind of make sure that everybody knows what's going on in Ukraine because that is relevant to the episode. And I don't want to assume anything because some people really just don't pay attention to the world or the news. And I mean that. I mean, I had, like I'm telling you, I got stories uh, when I was in the service of like I had an airman that didn't know who David Bowie was. Like, I think that's pretty terrible. And like, I I had an airman that didn't even know that we were like actually literally at war. (laughs) So, you know, all joking aside, just to make sure that we're, we're all clear about why this particular podcast has some interest. Ukrainian people have been fighting Russia since February. Uh, Russia, under President Vladimir Putin, invaded the Ukraine because he's a lunatic and thinks that he can bring back the Soviet Union. So that's what's going on. There's been fierce fighting, you know, uh, military experts thought that it would only like Ukraine would fall in something ridiculous, like 36 hours. And here we are going into 2023 and they are still holding strong, still fighting. So what's, you know, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not here to talk about, you know, support for Ukraine or anything like that. That's just to make sure that everybody has a basic understanding of the environment in Ukraine. It is a war zone, active war zone. And so what's interesting is that Kiev's main astronomical observatory has been reporting in probably the last, I've seen reports of this probably in the last two to three months, that there are, and I'm going to quote here, a significant number of objects whose nature is not clear and so these are objects that they're that the ukrainian soldiers are seeing in the sky they call them phantoms they tend to be completely black against the sky and they appear to be moving at 33,000 miles per hour so that's that's pretty dang fast and so there's been questions that you know the are these ufos that are I don't know, like checking out what's going on over in Ukraine. Now, pretty fast, this was debunked, which I personally don't think is that surprising. The National Academy of Sciences of Ukraine. So even though like Kiev's main astronomical observatory says, hey, there's some weird shit going on in the skies. We think there's UFOs. The Science Academy of Ukraine comes back and says, "Mm, 
just let's pump the brakes for a second. And the reason why they say that this is this is probably not the case, and it kind of makes sense, is that they say that there are too many possibilities for scientific errors in the observations. So basically, what when you know the observatory and these soldiers are, are saying like, hey, I'm pretty sure that these are UFOs, they don't have a great basis for it because they they're failed. They have been failing to triangulate what they see, their observation. So the Academy of Science says, without using proper triangulation of the observation, there's no way to really know the speed, height, and visual descriptions that they're accurate. So if you're not triangulating correctly, something could appear to be going faster than it really is, right? Or something can appear to be larger than it is, etc. So it's kind of like the whole like optical illusion type thing. So because of that, they say it's probably not what you guys think it is. It's probably not going that fast. It probably isn't completely black. You know, it's probably, well, actually what they think it is, is that it's artillery, which it is an active war zone. Artillery is being used abundantly and so that is probably the case but the reason why i find this interesting i mean one it just kind of is but it's it's fascinating to me because there's actually quite an extensive history of ufo sightings in war zones this isn't unique to the conflict in ukraine this is something that has happened throughout history for my fellow veterans who, you know, served in the last 20 years. Some of you might remember this. So in 2014, there was an alleged attack, like UFO attack on a Taliban camp in Afghanistan. And it was on, caught on video. Now, I mean, I remember when this video came out, it does look like it's not real, but it still created a lot of buzz. Now, there was a video that was pretty spooky and compelling. So in, in, 1998 and in 2008, both times in Iraq, UFOs were allegedly spotted by Marines. And in 1998, there was actually video taken of it. And you can find it on YouTube. It uh, It's kind of spooky. It's a little compelling. It definitely looks bizarre. It doesn't look like anything like uh, military aircrafts that I'm used to seeing. So that's pretty recent wartime history. Iraq, Afghanistan, now Ukraine possibly. So let's kick it back even further. You know, it, you know, I talk a lot about ancient aliens as being basically my my favorite alien UFO show, but there was another show and I think I touched on it in episode 1 called Unidentified, it had two seasons. It was really good. I'm really bummed that it didn't have a third. But Lou Elizondo, who's the guy, he was the guy that ran the Pentagon UFO program called ATIP who kind of busted out on the scene. Gosh, it'll be like five years ago, I think, um, this month. Because, yeah, it was five years ago that the video of the, I think it's the Tic Tac or the Gimbal video is what they call it. And the article from the New York Times like came out and was like, yo, he, Navy pilots are seeing unidentified flying objects. Oh, and by the way, there's this dude who apparently worked in a secret UFO program for the Pentagon. Who's Lou, Lou Elizondo? But anyway, in the show Unidentified, Lou Elizondo interviews uh, Vietnam veterans who saw UFOs. And he also interviews a guy, if I remember correctly, who saw claims to have seen a UFO when he was stationed in Kosovo in 1999. And I remember that one because I was deployed in Kosovo. Obviously not in 1999 because I wasn't old enough to be in the service, but I was in Kosovo years later. So that's still somewhat, Kosovo is pretty recent. Vietnam's not all that recent, but it's not super old. But let's kick it back further. During the Korean War, 
1951, there was a pretty, you know, I don't want to say famous, but but a pretty high profile alleged UFO encounter that some soldiers had. So they saw all of these lights, which is pretty regular with a UFO sighting. And then they felt as if like a ray passed through them. And then they all got hella sick, super sick. All of these dudes that said they had this experience, they all got horribly, horribly sick. So, you know, many of the time thought it was some sort of like, like a, like the baguette, like the ray, like a ray gun uh, meant to try and kind of like biological terrorism, I guess. But now there's, you know, this kind of like rumblings that perhaps it wasn't, perhaps they were like scanned by these UFOs and it made them sick. Kick it back even further, you have World War II, World War One and World War II pilots that claim that they saw UFOs. And these these claims say that the, the UFOs flew off of their wingtips and that they could tell that they were intelligent because they were maneuvering. So it's not as if they, it's not as if it was some sort of like, like just junk floating around or like a weather balloon or something or like a balloon in general. These craft, according to these pilots in World War One or World War Two, said would maneuver and mimic what their aircraft would do. That's pretty weird. You could kick it back even further. So there's this, you know, legend or whatever that one of our founding fathers and one of my favorite presidents of all time, George Washington, might have seen a UFO and an alien at Valley Forge. So the, as the as the story goes, an angel visited George Washington at Valley Forge and told him of the future prophecy of America. I wonder if they left out like man buns and TikTok and <laughs> just ridiculous things like that. Was that part of the prophecy of America? I mean, I doubt it, but maybe it should have been mentioned. Anyway, so that's that's what that you know rumor is. So as you can tell, there's kind of a, a precedent for ufo alien encounters allegedly during war so that's kind of interesting so what are my thoughts on this you know i served i deployed i'm not a pilot so i can't really speak to that but i can tell you that war and deployments and things like that do tend to to make you think some kind of crazy things it's really easy like the places that you deploy to tend to be very remote or at least it seems almost kind of surreal from reality like when you go i remember i remember being in afghanistan and it, it feeling really strange because like looking around i was like oh this kind of looks like new mexico <laughs> but it's like it's very nomadic and it feels like you've like stepped into another world right especially if i think if you're an american because you you know, you can go to a rural part of the United States and it's still not going to seem anything like the hills of Afghanistan. It's not going to feel anything like middle of nowhere Africa. And even, you know, when I was in Kosovo, like not so much, it's Eastern Europe. So it's not as if it's like super desolate out there, but like you feel detached, I think, when you're in a war zone or when you're deployed. So I think it's possible to maybe get confused or have your mind be easily tricked because of the fog of war in some cases and then just in general trying to uh, make your brain understand the concept that places like this coexist on the same planet 
as where you came from. I don't think that the that what is being seen in Ukraine are UFOs. I think that 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 more than likely the science institute or whatever is right that they're like the triangulation just makes it where it's probably not valid observations. Also like that area is known for some propaganda to come out and things are reports are pretty hazy coming out of that area, which is normal. I mean, it's a war zone. So I'm not it's not that I'm trying to dog the Ukrainians. It's I just don't I don't think there is really enough evidence for it. The other reports might be founded though. I mean, I think, you know, it seems like pilots tend to have the most encounters, especially, you know, as we've learned in the last five years, thanks to Lou Elizondo and his team of of merry men who are, you know, dropping UFO bombs all over the place. So, I mean, the World War One and World War Two guys, I could maybe buy that. That's also a generation that wasn't known for fantastical claims like they weren't known for making things up not to say that there weren't liars in you know in that generation there's liars in every generation but they just weren't known for that kind of stuff coming out and saying things like that was like super taboo i don't know i think that's i would really i would love to hear more about it you know the the vietnam one is kind of interesting Two, and the the Korean War one, I should say, is kind of interesting. It's bizarre that an entire group of men who have the exact same story all get sick and the same kind of ailments all at the same time. That seems kind of eyebrow raising. The George Washington story, I'm doubtful of that. There were so many myths surrounding the founding fathers, particularly George Washington. I mean, he was looked at as, I mean, people wanted him to be our king, right? We're lucky that he was our first president because he had the wherewithal to say no to absolute power, which is incredible in and of itself. But obviously this podcast is not about presidents. Maybe I should do a separate podcast that's all about my thoughts on presidents. <laughs> but anyway, I mean, it was it was common for people to make up pretty fantastic mythological type stories about George Washington. I mean, some people thought he was legitimately a prophet himself. And he has kind of a little bit of that mystique, right? He was a Freemason. Freemasons are, you know, pretty interesting because they're super secretive and really into geometry. (laughs) But yeah, I, I doubt, I don't think that George Washington was visited by an alien or an angel at Valley Forge. But I mean, it's interesting about the other reports. I think it is possible that there have been legitimate UFO sightings in war zones. Which then begs the question, why why would aliens be interested in us, particularly during war? I don't know. They seem to kind of have a proclivity for military stuff. Like, there's a lot of sightings around bases. I mean, we talked about, you know, obviously, like, the Roswell incident was near a base, a military base. You've got, you know, I talked about in England, the, what is it, RAF Woodbridge, and then there was another one I can't remember now that had... UFO sighting. Then you've got, you know, the recent reports like all along the California coast with Navy and then out here where my neck of the woods down in Virginia Beach, Norfolk area. So it does seem like they're very interested in it. They're also super, seem to be really interested in nuclear sites. There was the one and they actually brought it up. I can't remember the guy's name, the congressman's name, but he brought it up in the recent congressional hearings that happened this year about the Malmstrom Air Force Base. UFO sighting that it seemed like they were really interested in our nuclear stuff. So they definitely, if they're real, which I think, I think that there's something going on. They definitely are really into the military stuff. But why, right? Uh, I think 
you know, and this is where I think it gets kind of scary. I think they they check out our military things and they would come by war zones because they want to know they want to know what we think is worth fighting for. That's I mean, I think that would be valuable intelligence for any sort of, you know, other life form. What is it that would drive a species to war against another? Maybe it's to see what our capabilities are. And maybe it's to do that so that they can prepare to fight us, which I think we're done, right? Because they probably have like lasers and things to just incinerate us. Or maybe they're coming by to see if we're going to destroy each other. Like maybe they're like, oh, we're just going to let them kill each other off and then we'll just take over this planet. Or maybe they're waiting to see if like in the midst of battle, something clicks and we all become super enlightened, like in Star Trek. And we don't war, you know, we don't war with each other anymore. And everything's very kumbaya. Maybe it's to see if they if they want us to be allies. Clearly they don't. (laughs) Which I mean, can you blame them? You know, our fashion choices alone. Speaking of which, like, I don't know. Again, I'm a news junkie because of my day job. But this guy, I can't think of his his SBF, I think is what they call him with the FTX. Like, if I was an alien and I was watching, I'd be like, people gave that doofus their money? How can, like, I can look at that guy. And it's not even just the looks. If you listen to him talk for maybe two minutes, you know this guy's, like, just... He should be bagging groceries. He, sh- he shouldn't be trusted with billions of dollars. So anyway, obviously, I think that the aliens aren't ready to be our allies yet. And I would probably bank that part of it's because of that guy. But anyway, I think, you know, my thoughts, I think that, you know, there probably is something to UFO sightings around military installations and during war zones. Because I think you would, you could gather a lot of valuable intelligence on a species by watching how they fight. But I think that's also kind of creepy. So what a great thing to leave you guys on, right? (laughs) Thank you for listening. Please continue to follow us on Spotify and please also leave a great rating. As you know, this allows us to continue what we do and it spreads our message far and wide. We will start research and production on the next five episodes. And once we have 20, we plan to convert the episodes into video episodes on Rumble and YouTube. Yeah, who's excited? I'm excited. You should be excited too. (laughs) So stay tuned for that. We also hope to launch another podcast next year. So as always, be sure to follow us to find out what's coming up next. Thank you again for listening. And please take the time to follow me on Substack. I publish my podcasts and all my writings on my Substack titled The Sweet Struggle. You can also find me on my personal Twitter account at Mohawk Moderate and swing by thepoliticalinsider.com to read my articles and those of my other highly talented fellow writers. My name is Kathleen Anderson, and you've been listening to The Eclipse.